Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I am so glad that you guys are joining us again for another episode on the Overflow. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well. In California here, it is starting to get just a little bit on the warm side. Uh, it seems like we're starting to exit the uh, winter time. It's beginning to warm up a little bit. Uh, today has been a very busy day for us. Uh, we did this podcast first thing in the morning. And after that, we've just been busy running around, taking care of bus ministry things. Um, I, I watched all of the buses a little bit ago. And that's just not me bragging. It's just, uh, man, it is hot. I'm tired now. I'm ready to just sit down for a little bit. But uh, we got Bible quizzing to do in about an hour. So busy. It's exciting things, though. Um, I'm very happy for my kids to be involved with Bible quizzing, so I'm willing to take them down there so they could practice and be ready for our tournament, which is next weekend in the city of San Jose. So um, if you listen and you're from the San Jose area, you'll be at the church tournament this weekend at, uh, by the Shoemakers Church. Um, come say hi, and uh, nice to meet you. So, well, I uh, today our podcast is with two people that we work with very closely here in the Lighthouse Church. Um, We work very closely in the children's ministry together in particular. We also do other things like in-group and um, music and all all kinds of sorts of things like Easter drama coming up. Um, It's all kinds of things. And uh, I've known Brother Philip and Sister Jen for a very long time. Uh, They are a very busy couple. They are reliable and they are some very, very key members here in the Lighthouse Church. Brother Philip does a lot of um, things that you see him doing, but he does a lot of things behind the scene also. Uh, Sister Jen is very, uh, she's basically Philip's organizer when it comes to some things with children's ministry, but she'll tell, she says about she's a behind the scene person. Um, she's not. She doesn't do Sunday school like Philip does, but she does help a lot with a lot of things. So um, it is. it was a very fun interview to do with them. And it is a, they, there is a part of it where it talks about doing the work of God even when times are hard. When things, well, tragedy hits and you begin to, you can second guess, should I be doing this ministry? You know, a lot of, I believe, what they went through as a family with their accident with Tristan. Um, You guys, some of you, um, this may be your first time hearing about it, but as 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 a dad, and, you know, there's some people out there who, if a tragedy like that was to happen, they'll be out. They'll be done. They'll be like, it's not worth it. But their burden and Tristan's burden to do it, it's just, and no matter what, they they just wanted to continue in the work of God, and it's very it's um, encouraging, to say the least, to just hear their burden and desire for children's ministry. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast as much as I enjoyed today's interview. So, without no further ado, welcome to the Overflow.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We have myself and my wife, Kimberly. Hi, everybody. And today we have two very special guests with us. It is Brother Philip Booker and Sister Jennifer Booker. Hello. So glad to have them on today's podcast. They are great key members here at Inline House Church. Um, Go ahead, guys. Just go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, My name is Philip Booker, and uh, this is... Not our first time on a podcast together with Julian, but (laughs) just a different podcast. (laughs) Yes, it is. And this is Sister Jennifer Booker, and I have never been on a podcast, (laughs) so this is my first. You haven't been on an episodic Sunday School podcast yet? No. No? Have I tried? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then we feel very special right now. (laughs) Her debut. Well, you know what, me and Brother Philip, we work very close, and as we already mentioned, we did the uh, we did the other podcast, and the podcast we're talking about is Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. Um, that is a very great podcast if you're looking for any type of Sunday school type of source or anything like that. Um, to, today, also, we're going to probably have some other guests, if I just go ahead and mention. We have Addison in the room, <laughs> and we also have Baby Lincoln in the room. He was asleep until right now. <laughs> yeah, so the best laid plans never never quite go through the way you expect. Or are they the best plans because yeah. he was right on time. That's today, right. So today, till, uh, today's also his debut, too, in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, guys, so as I mentioned a second ago, these this couple, they are a key ministry key members here in the Lighthouse Church. They help with a lot of ministries. I know Brother Philip and Sister Jen, they're both very... Hey, hey hi. <laughs> that, was, that was Lincoln. There's Lincoln. He, he wanted to make sure we didn't forget him. So, uh, so I'm sorry, let me fi- f- uh, fix this. Jen, Philip, and Lincoln. <laughs> uh, they are really... They, you guys do a lot of Sunday school. Not just here, but at other churches too. But you guys, go ahead and talk about some ministries you guys have done together as a couple, rather if it's... Good. Guys, go ahead. Uh, just any type of ministry. Anything. Church? What have you guys ever done here at Inland House Church? Well, the main focus is, of course, Sunday school, um, bus ministry. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff we dip our toes into. Uh, being care captains of the in group, along with you guys. Yeah. Um, we were involved in Bible quizzing for a little while. Very cool. Uh, still, Quiet. still involved in, in in Bible quizzing in in uh, not necessarily locally, but. Uh, Jennifer's in the choir. I help lead songs. Uh, we kind of involved in, in everything that's going on that 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 needs bodies who <laughs> are right, there. That's usually when it comes to doing the work of God, being available is key. You know, so um, but you guys do take lead in a lot of things, especially Sunday school um, in group, which is uh, we we do together. But you guys open your home to that to a lot of our in-group events so well, god's been awesome. really good to us and given us a place that is is uh, we had more room like we, we lived in a, in, in a, a, a condo for a while and we told god if we get it a bigger place we are going to open this thing up like yeah. we're going to have people over a lot and that's what we we talked about many times and so if we don't we're not keeping our promise to god so he gave us a place and so we're going to use it which is super awesome too cuz Jen is a really good host <laughs> a very very good host so you're very kind <laughs> no. um and that's true like a lot of people they pray like god you know, let me be available, and they, you know, if you give me this, I'll do it. And lots, a lot of times, people don't hold up on their end. You know, mm-hmm. God does the blessing, but then they forget. Like, 
you said you're going to host a Bible study if you get a bigger home or whatever yeah. it may be, you know. Mm-hmm. So so the fact that you guys are being an example, and I think it was like you guys got your home and then like a week later. <laughs> it wasn't that quick. <laughs> well, but it, it felt like it was pretty close. So. Unfortunately, COVID hit. So we oh, got our yeah, home. that's right. And two, three months later, COVID hit. And so for a year... We didn't really do anything, and then we thought, this is crazy. Why not? So we just started using So it was, we were actually, well, you guys were involved in them, but we had those fellowships at, here at the church. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind those were anybody that's that's newer in church or may not be super familiar with everybody else is we wanted them to, to get to know people. And yeah. so we would invite them uh, over to our house. And, and this was when it was still a lot of people were sensitive about COVID, but... <laughs> We just kind of broke down those walls and said, come if you're comfortable. If not, we understand. If you want to wear a mask, cool. If not, we won't. <laughs> but, and and uh, when you opened your home, what was it, like 60 people there one time? There was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 60 people in a home, that's a lot of people. I mean, I know they were in the backyard. They're on the trampoline. They're around the fire pit. Some are inside. The older it, kids were in the front yard. Philip was doing front flips on the back on the trampoline one of the uh, last times. I did A. He <laughs> did A front flip. I mean, but still, I was like, Philip just did a front flip. <laughs> was many years ago uh, that I was able to do those successfully. And but so you still did it. It's <laughs> not quite as successful. Uh, we won't talk about the injuries that you probably felt the next morning from that. Oh, I still have a minute the walk three years later. But that was, it's a lot of people, and they're a lot of fun, too. And you they get to fun. meet people that you never knew anything about. Like, hey, who yeah. are you? Yeah. They're easy to get people, too, as well, uh, to attend because there's, there's no hook. Yeah. I mean, they're... There's the you know implied hook of you know more you get to know people the more likely you are to come to church but we don't tell them it's a Bible study no mm-hmm. we don't tell them you know we're we're not gonna uh, make them uncomfortable in any way it's just we want to just get to know you and eat food that's yeah. it yeah that's it and then they show up and they get to know us and it's amazing the retention of those people they come back the next service and now you're saying hi to them by name or they come just, to service for the first time because they finally met somebody yes. they've never been to a service before yeah we've right? had brand new brand new people that yeah. never remember jared invited that family yeah yes. they had never been to one of our services and they came the next Sunday. And Didn't they get the Holy Ghost the next Sunday? He she got the whole, or she, she did, did and, okay. and he was really praying. <laughs> way, it was yeah. just so yeah. cool. We They're surrounded by people that only met them that Friday night. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. You know, this is kind of embarrassing on my part, but you really get to know people. Funny story. I'm at, uh, at one of these get-togethers, and I'm talking to Shane Adami, and I'm like, hey, Shane, like, who's your family? Like, I know you, like, you're related to Brother Sister Lee, but, like, do you have any brothers or sisters or anything? And Lily's sitting right there. And she's like, I'm wow. his sister. I'm like, you guys are brothers and sisters? That Shane's been coming to our church since he was a little, little boy. And like, he's 20. <laughs> I never knew they were brothers and sisters. That I, is Anyway, funny. I thought there was like some type of like, I took him in from like my sister, whatever. Anyway, I did not know that. I was just like, That's this funny. is so embarrassing. So... You really get to know people. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing, but anyway. No, um, now, when you guys uh, first got married, how long have you guys been married now? Uh, let me let me get let me try this. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it. No, almost ten years. <laughs> I honestly would have said eight or nine uh, because I am so. F- I just I can't count. I don't even know how old I am at the time. So. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think your age, though, you're just trying to forget. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. You're I'm just getting flips. so old. That's right. I, I did that front flip, and I haven't been able to remember since. So, uh, nine plus. October will be 10 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. really? 
Yep. So yeah, big one coming up. Now, when cool. you guys got married, and did you guys, and whatever, did you guys think like, oh, we should take a break? Let's take our first year and not do nothing. Let's just get to know each other. Or did you guys just jump right into doing ministry? Were you guys doing Sunday school we at the time? We already were. I was on bus. Okay. We met on bus. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah. I was already on bus. He filled in for Mike Bows. And ended up coming back on the bus even after Mike came back. Okay. And so then. So you were in bus ministry first. Yes, I was in bus you, ministry yep. a couple years prior to him getting on. Oh, wow. Yep, yep. Um, so we met on, on bus ministry. But as far as you asking about uh, taking a break once we got married, that wasn't really in the. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, never even considered it. And yeah. the kids loved being it's, on the bus. It's so, so. much a part of, yeah. of who we are that it's like, oh yeah, let's just quit this important part of our lives yeah. for what reason? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, and the reason I asked that, and I didn't think the answer would be no, we thought about taking a break. It's just sometimes young people when they get married, they think they need this first year of like, we're going to get to know each other, we're not going to do much outside of our marriage, we're just going to focus on us and grow together. I know Which, a lot of people that have, have thought that or uh, you know, like it's, it's, we just got it. Like you said, focus on us. I get it. I promise. I get it. Right. Right. But it's, it's, I really think it's self-defeating. Like if you well, get to know best, each other better, get to know each other through the work that's what of God. Saying. I think the best way to get to know someone is watch them be involved in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying I'm taking a break. You're really not getting to know that person because no. all you're doing is you're just the two of you at home. Yeah. Yeah. Being involved. I think it also keeps you connected, keeps you grounded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Pastor Booker and uh, I know Brother Pierce, Bishop, they all say the same marriage advice. You know, when you go closer to God, you go closer to each other. You're, you're like, your marriage is a triangle. You know, we're at the bottom. And as we go towards God, who's the tip of the triangle, we go closer together. I hope I that makes sense, trying to... Explain that over a podcast. Give a visual. Try to give a visual to you guys, but it worked. I got you it. know. So I, I agree with that. I know me and Kim when we got married, we weren't other than music. That's kind of where we were. But it was shortly after us getting married, we were asked by brother Caleb Dillon to join Sunday school. So we got involved and we started doing that. And you know, I think it's funny too that you guys met in bus because I like to joke like if you, when you join bus, you'll yes. probably find your you know significant other. We always say Bible quizzing, but I think here at LC, <laughs> I it's, think it's, yeah, I it's bus ministry. It is bus. There's I think so it's safe many. To say just ministry. Yeah, so seriously, yeah, you get involved true. in ministry, you find out who who the good people are. They stand yeah. out. They yeah. jump out. I agree, yeah. 100% yeah. agree. So, like, um, Brianna and Josiah. And Josiah. They met through bus Caleb ministry. and Eunice. Caleb and Eunice. It's they were just, on bus together. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they were on bus together. It's pretty cool. Now, how long have you been doing bus ministry? So, full-time. So, so nine, nine years, uh, nine-plus years in, in bus, and you were... How, how long before that? Probably a couple, couple years, years prior. So. so that was like 2012? Is that, is that math work? Something uh, like that? 2012, 2013? Sunday school. How yeah. Sunday school is a lot longer than that. <laughs> I know, I, I've been looking at pictures and you were teaching Jerry, who's my youngest brother. Yeah. And, you know, so. I think it was probably early 20s. So probably roughly 20 years. Okay. Ish. So 20, so you're 20 ish. I'm sorry, you were in your 20s here. Did you ever teach at any other churches or was no, it only here? No, this is the second church I've ever been in. Okay. So, um, and we can go into, into that, but Aurora Grande, where we came from, and this is no reflection on anybody that was involved in Sunday school there, 
but it was never a priority. It was never anything to speak of, and, and it, it just wasn't in the culture of the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's something I absolutely wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, it wasn't uh, like a burden on my soul when I, when we get to Rialto, we're going to change things. That's never that's not how it happened. But but right. it became more of a focus, especially when I had kids. Like I want them to have memories of Sunday school, and I have none, yeah. none of my own. And so God's been good to us, and I, I believe we created that culture here. So, mm-hmm. You know, I, we were at another church, and one of the members said that they almost get, like, the back burner for children's ministry. And it was more of like, they're like, it's not that we're not supported, but it's never, like, that top priority. It's always like, oh, the main service is, you know, where everyone should go. And children's service is kind of just off on the side. And I think we are so blessed because I don't, I've never felt that here no. at Rialto. Yeah. Like, never at all. <laughs> no, our, our pastor's definitely got a, a vision of the importance of focusing on kids. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so. Sunday school could technically just be like an urgent care, you know, for like some issues compared to the church. Mm-hmm. It's like more like surgery, you know, yeah. so trying to fix some things. So children's ministry, it's very important that we keep it as it is here in Lighthouse Church so that we could build a church of tomorrow. You know, so that's really what it is. Because like Brother James Wing says, he's uh, he he used to say that he wants to be like a holistic health care <laughs> for, for kids' ministry. Yeah. yeah. In the sense that we don't want to just have to do surgery on them when they grow up. Yep. Let's let's grow them healthy, strong, so yeah. they never have to be worked on. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of what we're trying to do. We're trying to build the ultimate Christian so when they get into the youth, they don't have to be worked on. They don't have to be fixed. They don't have to be tweaked. They're already like where they need to be. So Now, when you first started working here in children ministry, I mean... There's there's been a lot of changes, a lot of good changes in a way of like decorations, the the just the atmosphere. It's no longer the plain walls no more. It's colorful, it's bright. It's loud. Did, I mean, okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's a little. Was that something like how how did you did you guys do that as a couple? Because me, I I could try it, but I can't make it happen. Like I I'd be like, oh yeah, this would look cool and it's super elaborate and crazy, but I can never put my like I don't have that that artist side of me to do it i'm gonna speak for philip first before he jumps in because i can't take any credit for that like he has a vision and then he might like tell a few people and then they just implement it so like i think the very first one we did was the game of life and he kind of voiced it to a couple teachers like hey i'd like to do the game of life well caleb and sarah were still involved in sunday school Mm -hmm. sister abad and they just took off with the sister Abad got those big letters that spelled out life and then Sarah Dillon did the huge posters on the ground that looked like the game but she put scriptures on them so that's kind of where it started if he has a vision or if he thinks of something he might voice it to a few people or sometimes you come in and he's already done it and you're like wow this looks cool this is so like so well that's where it is now though that's not where it started when we we started Sunday school when I started Sunday school 20 years ago or whatever I knew nothing. Like, (laughs) literally, I didn't have a clue. I kind of got pushed into it a little bit. Like, hey, try this. And and I'm just going to tell you where we were at at the time. There was no training. It was just like, here's a curriculum. Have fun. Like, enjoy. Like, there's 20 kids. Go go do magic. Here's a topic. Yeah. (laughs) And we had no clue. The thought of an object lesson was foreign. Songs were foreign. 
costumes were foreign, puppets were foreign. Like we knew nothing. And like Bob Lee said at the time, like he would go there and talk for forty minutes and leave and not know that that was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Kids yeah. were bored. Yeah. He was bored, but didn't know that, that <laughs> right. it, just, it was supposed to be different. Right. 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 In my former church, I taught. <clears throat> The three and four year old class, I was only 18 years old, and that was how it was. Given a curriculum, a book, and you went off of that topic for the day. The only fun activity we had was maybe coloring a page yes. or snack time. Uh-huh. Other than that, that's exactly what we did. We just talked to them, to little three and four year olds yes. for an hour or so. Yeah. So, what would be that, that tipping point moment for you guys? Oh, I can, I can like, tell you exactly what happened. So, we're in the fellowship hall. And we used to have these sliding dividers that would split the fellowship hall into two pieces uh-huh. and so we could use it as two classrooms. I was on one side, clueless as I'll get out. On the other side was Scott Blair, who was a psychopath <laughs> in a great way. Like, yeah. He was a Sunday school nut. He had these pink overalls, size 20 tennis shoes. He didn't wear a size 20s. Yeah. Um, he wasn't supposed to wear a size right. 20s. <laughs> um, he had these colorful ties. They would play loud music, uh, you know, a lot of action songs. And I remember being on the other side of that divider going, I don't know what they're doing, but I want to be over there. I don't want to be in my class. <laughs> I want to be in his class. And so this is this is bad, but like we totally ninja'd it. Like we didn't even ask. I just said, Scott, can we combine classes? And he's like, I don't care. Well, we didn't ask anybody. We just did it. So we took the slider down, the divider down, and just crammed us all in one. And I learned from him. I don't know where his background came from. Maybe Riverside Church. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it, it was just such a revelation of this. Sunday school can be fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sunday school can be a blast. And so after that, it just, it, you know, it's been an evolution, of course, that, that you know, where we're at now necessarily isn't where we were then. Yeah. But 20 years later, one, one thing added you know, every every month, and pretty soon, yeah. Anyway, we we got a fun. Now Sunday we're doing school. animal balloons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and bubbles at like, the door. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I remember when we first became Sunday school teachers, we did a contest. It was like a Sunday school room decorating contest. Oh yes. And uh, we were new, and we're like, let's do it. And we did an under the uh, under the sea type of theme. You know, we put up like bubbles, and we had like these banners and stuff, and we had like banners hanging off the the a fan and everything but a lot of that was just inspiration from what we've seen in the past and i remember we won the contest that was fun and the dollar so. tree uh-huh, the dollar tree. <laughs> you said there's inspiration from oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The dollar go tree. to dollar tree <laughs> yeah, if you want inspiration go to hobby lobby or dollar tree find all yeah. kinds of oh, stuff hobby lobby. so do anything there. but you know and I, I would say even probably other churches around the united states are starting to pick up decorations and inspiration from our Sunday school ministry. A lot of it's through those videos we put out through COVID. <clears throat> and there's a lot of churches that are, are now where we were 20 years ago, where they don't realize that there's more than just speaking. And so they're <laughs> maybe looking at some of the videos and maybe they're having their kids, you know, watch apostolic Sunday school during COVID. And they're like, it can be different. Yeah. It can be, it can be exciting and fun and still teach. You know, we, we don't just have fun just to entertain them. Like, we, we have church. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I'd like to say it's rare. I mean, it's, it's, it's very frequent that we have moves of God in there and, and kids praying in the altar and kids getting the Holy Ghost in Sunday school. Yeah. So that's, that's what it's all about. Which brings up a point. Like, I went to a non-denominational church around here like, uh, visiting with my cousins. And they're a big church. They're very known in this area. Um, but they, I went to Sunday school with them. 
and uh, I remember it was low lights, like lasers and fog machines and all these things going on. It's fun, eye catching, everything. But I don't remember no lesson other than having like a hula hoop contest. And we also did another contest where you like throw popcorn and try to catch in the other person's mouth. Like, and those are the only two things I remember. I don't remember any lesson, maybe love thy neighbor type of thing, but no, like we have a lot of fun, but we also have kids have life changing moments. And we even like, as we see recently with people coming back from our Sunday school ministry who yeah. haven't been here in years, they came back because it wasn't just for the popcorn, the all the fun stuff that we do too. It's they came back for the move of God. You know, they came yes. back because of what they found. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, um, so what would you guys say a a burden for Sunday school? Did it? Did you have it before you started, or did it kind of just develop over time? Or like like for me, like. It, I, I I didn't start off with like, oh, I'm going to join Sunday school because I have a burden for Sunday school. I was kind of asked and then it kind of just evolved into it. I mean, didn't. Sure. Well, that's like, you know, trying to ask a preacher like how they how they arrived at their in where they're at in their ministry. It's just like it, you you don't have generally. I mean, I suppose it, it happens like this sometimes, but you don't have that lightning bolt that just hits you and you say you're supposed to be in Sunday school. Like that's just not the way it happens. Yeah. Basically, I personally, I tried everything, <laughs> and this is the one that I felt fit the best. You know, it's like you try on enough coats, and you're like, ooh, that one feels good. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's been a, a long, long evolution where now I know this is where I'm supposed to be. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's, it's what I love. I'm not waiting for my ministry to develop so I can get out of Sunday school. That's not what I'm doing. Right. This is it. Like, yeah. I'm here. I, I believe right now I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. And so uh, that's not where I was 20 years ago. I didn't, I wasn't in that classroom thinking, oh, this is it. Yeah. And so I didn't necessarily have a burden for children's ministry. I had a burden to do something for God. Um, and so it has definitely developed over time. So 20 years later, I'm exactly where I know I need to be. 20 years ago, I didn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. Not a clue. What about you, Jen? Did- Me being involved in Cindy School is mostly... Because of Philip, after I got married to Philip, being I was on bus, but I would just bring the kids and go into the main sanctuary. I never went into the classes and watched the kids. Maybe, maybe <laughs> help, <laughs> maybe help them get to the class. But um, after we got married, getting involved, I much rather would be behind the scenes. I don't want to be in front, so I'll help with decorations, anything behind the scenes. But don't put me on stage. <laughs> you know what? And that's super important too because. I remember uh, we were working with Brother Hodge. What what was it? Was it when he was here? Oh, remember? He was something here. He yeah. was here, and uh, he Brianna, his wife, was in the back, and she was just literally getting things ready for him to go out for the next scene, go out for the next scene, and she was prepping her his help. You know, like the help like needed. Remember when Logan was in the box, or uh, and then like and he was like, uh, what? Oh, and now was the lightning bolt. You know, I was like, Shazam, Shazam, you know. And, uh, but he, like, all of that, Brianna's in the back. She's getting everyone ready. She's making sure they're ready to go. And then she's kind of like encouraging them, like, okay, it's your turn. Go, go, go. But she never, if unless you were in the back, you would have never known. Which, for Brother Tyler, that makes things, like, super, super helpful. Because there's nothing more frustrating than being like, why aren't they coming out yet? You know, because they don't know. You know, so she's back there just encouraging. And so 
that behind the scenes stuff is very important. Very, very. <clears throat> well, that is a huge part of what Jennifer has done for us. Like we've been doing some traveling with going to different churches and uh, especially before we had Lincoln, she was super, super involved every time we went. She probably did most of the work, but nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times she would pack ahead of time. Like I'd kind of give her a list. This is everything we're going to be doing. She would pack it all because she wanted to know where it was because when we got there, she would set it all out. And every time we got to that part, exactly what she said, she'd be in the back prepping it, bring it out, have it exactly in place where I needed it, take away the thing we had just done and replace it with the new one. And just keep everything flowing. All I had to do was talk. <laughs> it was it was really nice. So with this little guy, um, things have got a little more. Uh, we've had to figure out a few things, but yeah. <laughs> and um, that's where Tristan and Riley really came into hand. Tristan likes traveling with her dad, and so she goes with them. And she's watched me do it, and I've showed her a few things, and she just kind of learned on her own. And so she'll travel with her dad and do what I used to do. And yeah. she she actually likes to get involved though. Like she'll, she's more than happy to, you know, help with the lesson if I want her to or whatever. So, so she's very active in that part of it. Yeah, and I know with kids. And Jennifer like, could do it, for the record. She's just, she's just a it. little withdrawn. <laughs> yeah, you know, working as a couple in a lesson for us, for me and Kim, it's been interesting. <laughs> There's been days where people it's are like, It's the worst. It, it, uh, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff right now. There are days when we're prepping for a lesson and we're at each other's throats. I don't I even know why. why. I, we don't know why either. It's it just like, why thing. are we arguing over, like, no, you should say it this way. No, no, say it this way. And it'll be like the smallest, dumbest detail, and we're is, both so heated about it. Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. And so we've learned to kind of just, as people begin to get their uh, opinion out about a certain thing thing or whatever i have to be flexible and let her kind of put in her thoughts and whatever and because i know for me like like i'll I'll write out whatever we're going to do then she'll be like oh let's do it this way and i almost take offense to it like why are you changing it i thought it was perfect you know so we had to learn how to work with each other in lessons you know it's so funny some people like man that went really well and we always laugh about it yeah we're like oh my (laughs) word only if they knew (laughs) so you we know. just, like, give each other this look, like, ha-ha. Yeah. So sometimes there's, like, we know, like, Kim would just be like, you know what, I'm just going to support you in this one. You know, whatever you need, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, have you guys ever had that happen? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we'll, we'll, almost every time we get done doing something at a, at a church, I'll almost always, like, try to do, like, a recap of, like, what, what, what do we felt went really good? Right, yeah. What, what was not great that I can fix next time? Uh-huh. And sometimes she'll say so, and I kind of, like, get hurt. Like, <laughs> say, How can you say that? Like, that, that is so hurtful. You asked. <laughs> you know what? I'm like, I just think... say one thing negative. And I'm like, okay, stop, stop. Look at those ten right? things. Right? You know, it, that's so true because I, I'm the same way. That's I'll be so like, funny. oh, you know, and then she'll give whatever feedback or just input. There'd be one line, I, I can't stand when she says it, and that's, <laughs> what do you mean? Or you're like you're not saying it clearly and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm saying it as clear as I can. Like, why are you not getting it? <laughs> and I'll just be like, like, but it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not understanding. Or you didn't say that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm saying it. You're not listening. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. But you know what? And honestly, some of those times when we have, like, the biggest blowouts is when, like, God moves the best, you know. I think yeah. it's just, you know, I'm not trying to give the devil credit for anything, but I think that sometimes the devil's trying to frustrate us, 
because he knows that God oh. has something planned, and it'll usually work out. Yeah. I just think it's so funny because a lot of people, like young couples, they think, "Oh, I can't wait to be married and have this significant person who's also great in Sunday school and blah." blah. Everything's gonna be so peachy. <laughs> well, wait and see. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, again, Not that it can't be. Not that it can't be, but there for us, I can say for sure, it was a huge learning curve. Yeah, and I right, said, right. there's just there's different times to speak up, and then it makes me laugh about that line. Like I don't understand. And I know I use it a lot because before the learning curve, okay, <laughs> it was like I would just assume what he meant. And that was, I feel like, worse. So now I'm just like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, you need to clarify because I'm assuming something else. So let's figure it out. <laughs> it's funny because we're seldom on the same page afterward. And, and not in a bad way. But like, she'll say, how do you feel like tonight went? And I'll say, I don't, it went terrible. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And she'll go, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I was in the scene. It was great. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was terrible. Yeah. And then other times, I felt like it went really smooth. And she's like, man, that was really rough to me. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very rare that we right. both are like, oh, okay, that went well. Or yeah. both of us, that went bad. It's it's just bizarre. Yeah. But that's the great thing about husband and wife teams. You can always get better because. But see, he's the one on stage doing everything and a lot of times there's a, a spotlight in his face he can't really see yeah. the crowd and i'm maybe in the in the congregation or if i am behind stage i can still see people and i can hear them giving him feedback he doesn't hear that or see that and i think that the crowd responded perfect like yeah. i think everything went great that's so funny we were just at a church that that exact thing happened She's like, did you hear at the church? Like, they were going nuts. Like, she said, I've never seen a church give that much feedback. I'm like, were we in the same church? (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, they were, like, laughing, responding, worshiping. And I'm telling you, I couldn't see anything. All these lights were just right in my eyes. I couldn't see anything. I'd have to, like, squint to see the front row. Um, And and then the feedback, all I can kind of hear is myself. So I'm not hearing much. Of the audience, and so yeah. she had a totally different experience than I had. That's so but it wasn't bad. Right. Like right. it was the, the altar calls and everything were, were awesome. But it was funny. Yeah. Like during the moment, we had two totally different yeah. services. And we we do the same thing. Like I'll like wrap up a lesson and like, be like after Sunday school or whatever. Be like hey, how do you think that went? Or you know, kind of say something different. She's like, oh, it went really well. Sometimes just frustrated with something. I I feel it didn't go as smooth. And as usually, shy that positive. Uh, influence but uh, on me but sometimes though there's like because we have kids so I would want her feedback and I see as I soon as I start she's walking out dealing with Addison I'm like oh, I need her in here so I can like you know just I think as far as adjusting as a couple and working the kid factor was really hard yeah. on both of us like okay for instance we have three little kids so I'm just three times as busy mm-hmm. constantly with something you know I'll give you a story so I came, <clears throat> I think it was last weekend, and I helped our greeting team, like, get their decorations prepped. And I promise you, less than five minutes of me getting there and trying to, like, okay, who's working on what? Aubrey comes in with this bloody mouth. So she went outside with her sister. They wanted to play on the playground. I said, yeah, that's fine. She comes in. She tripped and bumped her lip. And it was Oh, it was so crazy. So that took me, like, offset is probably another, like, 30 minutes to calm her down, to, like, see what's going on. Do you need stitches? Because there was a lot of blood. 
But so the same thing, he wasn't there that time, but it's just a constant of something else going on. So he'll be like, how'd the lesson go? And I'll just have to tell him, like, I wasn't even in there. And then not only, like, Sunday mornings are just hard, because if I'm not teaching, I'm honestly just kind of running around. And it was a few weeks ago, and we had stuff going on in the youth class. So I go in there, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, what is the riffraff? What is going on with these teenagers today? And so I told him, like, I wasn't in there the entire Sunday school class because we had teenagers who were going crazy in the youth class. So it's not even my own kids, (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) Or we had... um, what is it, the toddler class. We had some running off that were from the bus and just trying to figure all that out. So mm-hmm. kids, aside from even our own, yeah. <laughs> keep you busy, but our own are just a constant with us. So he'll ask yeah. me, you know, how did this go? And I'll be like, I stepped out. Like, I wasn't in there at that moment. Like, Or I'll have a kid who's, like, screaming, and I'm trying to, like, come in because he has an announcement or something and I'm like I need to see it <laughs> and yeah. I'm like be quiet Shh, hold on one second so it's funny it's it's a lot yeah well we're having to make that adjustment with with the baby uh, so a lot of the stuff that I used to uh, I guess rely on her for for lack of a better term and, mm-hmm. and, and she's like yeah, I'm not going to do it or I can't do it there's no way and now we got another one on the way God help us all Uh, we're we're, we're excited but scared Uh, but it's going to be an adjustment there as well Mm -hmm. but but it's not going to take away from how anyway how involved we still are especially when it's twins oh (laughs) okay that might might take away from my involvement I think it's just, I will say, especially having three little ones, I don't believe it'll take away, especially if your heart's in it and you've already been in it, but it is a definitely a new rhythm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so this is our fifth for those that are listening, <laughs> um, but there, there's a big separation in age gap. So we got 21, 15, 13, 13. one, and one on the way. So <laughs> um, we're kind of have to relearn this whole young kid thing. Yeah. So yay. Uh, you don't have to get Logan ready anymore. <laughs> no, no, at 21, if I'm still having to get him ready, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and a moment i don't know how many years ago this was now but with tristan when she got in her accident i mean what a shock i remember walking up to uh sunday school that morning and brother pierce was at the front gate where we have our greeting table Mm -hmm. and i remember like that's weird why is brother pierce in the front you know he's he's usually just not up there and i walked up to him he's like julian i need to talk to you about something he goes but philip is you know just left uh, Tristan was hit by a car, and he's breaking the news to me. He goes, but I, we need Sunday school to keep going. We need it just to stay as normal as possible, like for today. And I remember just like being, one, being hit with that type of news, because I'm an EMS, I'm a paramedic. I, I wasn't, I was obviously praying for the best, but knowing just what, getting just what I knew, I was like, it, it's going to be bad. Like, yeah. it, it has to be bad. Like, but at the same time, I know God's good. You know, so we went we went in the room and uh, we had our pre like bus was already gone, obviously, and then we were doing our teacher meeting part. And uh, I remember we were praying before and we told the news to the 
teachers, teachers. and everyone's just like like just blown away by it you know just so surprised and shocked and sad at the same time and we were really praying but i remember the goal was for us all to keep sunday school the same that day which is not that's no easy task getting used like that um and um and having to like the youth who were already hearing what was going on and having to kind of like redirect them like hey like We'll talk about it in a minute or, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure things out and just that chaos of what had happened and the news getting around. Yeah. And I, as far as I, I mean, Philip can correct me on this, but I think Larry didn't even know what had happened. He just went on with class, not knowing anything until after class mm. happened. So he taught that whole Sunday morning knowing that something had happened, but had no clue what. Yeah. Right. And so he, he later told us that that was the worst hour of his life. Like the whole time he's thinking, God, please, I just want someone to tell me what's going on. And he had no clue. Mm-hmm. He knew she had got hit. Didn't know she was alive or dead. Right. right. He, yeah. she, he knew nothing. He knew right. nothing. And so he meant, ugh, just yeah. teaching with that, you know, trying to pretend everything's fine mm-hmm. when your knees mm-hmm. could yes. very well not I remember be alive. that, like, atmosphere specifically. It was just, like, heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the kids, like, Obviously, a lot of the younger kids, like, they didn't know. They hadn't heard anything, but we were having, like, we are having to, like, usher. I remember some of the youth inside who had witnessed it and were, like, get them into the church, get them into the church, like, because like, they're, all the kids are trying to stare at them now, and it was just, it was like. just too shucked up, you know. Yeah. Were, you know it was, yeah. And uh, just trying to keep things, the status quo normal, you right. know, just yeah. for that day. Mm-hmm. But as a family, I mean, what was, I mean, what was running through your mind, on that moment well I got the phone call I for some reason I don't know why but I was using my personal car to pick up bus kids that day I don't know if a bus was down I'm not sure um, I got a phone call that they could not get a hold of Philip and that Tristan had had an accident so I have three little bus kids in my car and one bus worker and as fast as I could got to the scene which he had already got there by then um, it, 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 it was just Honestly, I thought when I got the phone call, okay, she has, like, a little bump. Like, maybe somebody was backing out of a parking stall and, like, bumped her. Yeah. Broken arm. Worse. Mm -hmm. You know, I really didn't think major until I got to the road and it was blocked. And I knew right away it was was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was was a horrible morning. You can look back now and and not have... I mean, if I dig deep, the emotions will pop out pretty quick. But, right. but I can like I can actually talk about it. Like, but yeah. it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was the worst morning of our lives. It was it was terrible. Yeah. So you get that call. You know, she's been hit by a car, and you're thinking, like she said, that protective instinct of yeah, it's it's just it's yeah. something little. You know, mm-hmm. they're exaggerating it. Everybody wants it to be drama. So yeah. someone swung open their door and hit her in the leg. You know, give me a break. You're right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I still drove really quick out there, and like she said, I pull on that street, and it's just like, just the worst feeling when you see. And if if I remember, the part of the story is Logan got a phone call. Well, I guess they had tried to call me, and my phone was on vibrate or something in my pocket, so I didn't really know. And then somebody said, "Call Lauren now." I can't remember like who who it was even. And so I call her, and she's she's I can't understand her. I have no idea what she's saying. Yeah, she's a basket case. Yeah, and uh, finally I got gathered that that Tristan got hit, and so when we got out there, 
it was chaos. I mean, there was there was uh, fire trucks and ambulances, paramedics, and police. All the neighbors, you know, it's that that area surrounded by apartments. Yeah. It seemed like every neighbor was out there watching mm-hmm. it, you know, gathered in that street. Whole street shut down. It was crazy. And as I'm walking up, they don't know I'm the dad. No. This lady screaming, I don't think she's alive. I don't think she's alive. And I'm just thinking, oh, God, are you serious? Yeah, and it was, it was a nightmare. Like, yeah. she's in the street and without... <laughs> anyway, this is, this is just what I walked up to. Right. She's covered in blood, has... No clothes on whatsoever. Had yeah. most of it had been knocked off, and they cut off the rest just so they can try to save her. Uh-huh. And that's just, and that was like the, from thinking it was a door hitting her to yeah. that, and it was just, oh my god, yeah, this is a different, different world you know, that I'm in now. Talking about like you know, you guys are saying you thought it was nothing. You know, I think that's honestly just like a, a parent's reaction just to try to start from like the most minimum thing because when Aiden got diagnosed with cancer. I remember before that cancer diagnosis, we were already, the doctors were like, hey, like, we are feeling something. Let's do a, a, a ultrasound. The uh, the ultrasound tech was like, you know, that looked kind of like a, just a bigger liver. Like, like he has a fatty liver or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's still, we're thinking it's nothing. Maybe constipation, a fatty liver for his age, stuff like that. And then we started getting the phone call. Hey, it's a tumor. Hey, it's this. And then things, until that doctor walked in and told me, hey, he has hepatoblastoma, the room starts spinning for me because I was like, he has liver cancer, you know, like, and so, but we, I did that same progression in my mind. This is nothing. It's constipation. It's, you know, the doctors are just being overprotective and they're just, I'm happy about, you know, but then, the, then to get the news or to like what you said, you finally fully see it and it's just like, whoa, you know, and I I can only imagine. I mean, for me, I've seen those same accidents all the time, so I can imagine. You know, when I'm on the call, though, I'm working. It's different. I'm not. There's no personal connection with this person. Um, but I can imagine as a dad, you know, walking up and just seeing, you know, what you saw. Man, that would shake me. I don't care, like you know, it. How much experience I have seen it. And if I could even make a little personal, uh, I had a call that was shortly after Tristan's accident that it was the same scenario and same speeds and everything. And in my mind, I thought hope because I'm like, Tristan, it was just fine. And I remember grabbing this guy and I just I put him right back down because I knew he was gone. There was, you know, so my point is just like I, you know, I made that little personal connection on this call and like I kind of had to go back and like, you know, it was unfortunate that guy didn't make it, but and Tristan is a miracle. She oh, yeah. really, yeah. really I remember him telling me that call, like, Kim, you'll never believe it. Like, this exact same call, almost exact same scenario, and it, it's almost just proof God's that you witnessed the miracle, him. that, like, you know, the God factor is always going to make a yeah. difference. So that that's one thing that... <clears throat> it is the it, it's so hard almost sometimes to I, I'm trying to work my way through using the right words here uh-huh. you're so happy that God saved her mm-hmm. and you want to tell everybody in the world but there's also other people that it didn't turn out like that right. apostolics that are just as involved in, right. in doing the work of God and great people and, and, and they've had tragedies that didn't turn out good mm-hmm. and, and you just you yeah. know, it's it's hard. It, it, you, anyway, it's it's the weirdest, most conflicting yeah. mm-hmm. thing. Like you don't, 
you don't want to hurt people, but you want to tell the testimony of what God can do. Yeah. Or maybe uh, you're trying to relate with them, and then you only can go so far with it because you're like, I understand where you're going. Like I've been and then there. You pause because you're like, kind of. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. my outcome is different than your outcome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And this is involved in a ministry that you guys have a burden for. Now, I think I already know the answer to this question that I'm going to ask, but I'm going to ask it for our podcast listeners. At any point, did you feel like you need to quit? Like, this is, this maybe this isn't for us. No, not, you mean because of the accident? Yeah, because of the accident. No, it wasn't. My biggest fear, though, was that Tristan would hate everything about Sunday School Bus Ministry, that all of our kids, quite frankly, would be scarred, like, Especially those that were at the scene of the accident or even the bus kids that we were picking up that day. Yeah. I mean, like people get bit by a dog and then they hate dogs for the rest of their life. Yeah. So I could imagine that. So, I mean. So that that was my biggest fear. And and, and with our, 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 like she said, our bus workers, every worker on that bus I was terrified of. So we're, I remember specifically being in, now this wasn't in the first couple hours. This is more after you had a day to kind of process stuff. And my biggest concern, one of the big concerns was, what do we do about our driver that yeah. was there? I know. What do we do about the bus captain that was on the scene? What do we do about the bus workers that were there and saw it happen and had to deal with the bus kids that were watching this whole thing unfold? What do we do about the kids that were riders on the bus? And so I just remember sending text after text, guys, because the, they kept saying, what can we do? What can we do? I said, I'll tell you what you can do. Don't quit. Whatever you do, don't stop. This is the most important thing you can do right now. And it, we probably sent that text, God, I don't know, 20 times. What can we do? You cannot quit. That's what you can do. Go pick up more kids next week. Yeah. Because I knew, like, this is a make or break on bus ministry for us. Like, we could, we could just wrap it up and say it's not worth it. Especially those that were on that bus that day. Yeah. Um, but... Thank God. Thank God. As far as I remember, every single bus worker that was on that bus is still working the bus. That driver is still driving. He is now leading our drivers. Mm -hmm. Um, That bus captain is still involved. Uh, The bus workers, all the ones I can think of right now, are still involved in bus ministry. Um, What is that, three years later? And so that was our biggest fear. And then I think you might be leading up to it, but as far as our personal kids are, as far as Tristan herself, our fear was that she would hate Sunday school or be terrified of Sunday school, like see a bus and just freak out. You know, I don't right, know. Right. Like, why are you getting on that bus? It's, <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But we know, what was the answer to that? We already know. Go well, ahead. so she she was so out of it, she didn't know what happened. She It actually blinked her memory for that morning, for the day before. So she didn't remember much. And pieces started coming back, little bits and pieces, where she started remembering uh, what she ate that Sunday morning, which was... Um, I know what time was that though? Uh, so about we, eight. So about eight o'clock. So she remembered within two hours, but that that was it. That was the max. Her that she first remembered. memory though was from Friday night, what she ate at SEC conference. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that Sunday morning, she remembered eating donuts at the church. She remembered getting on the bus, and she even remembered one little weird thing: climbing over a fence to get to her bus kid because mm-hmm. she had to climb over a fence to knock on the door because all the door, all the gates were locked that day. Mm-hmm. So she had to climb over and knock on their door. She remembered that, and from there on, it was a blank. She and she's nothing. never remembered since then anything, which is is 
a good thing. I don't want right. her to remember the accident. Yeah. But uh, actually, so when I had to break the news to her of what happened, she didn't remember anything. She did, I don't even think she remembered donuts at that point. No. I think she just remembered Friday night. That was yeah. it. So she kept asking what happened. And she kept what blaming it on like, Logan. Like, why am I here? Yeah, she kept... Logan's <laughs> 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 such a bad driver. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, she said oh, Logan's a bad driver because they said you got in a car accident. And so that's all that was in her head that my brother's a bad driver. He was, wasn't even there. I was so messed up, right? Um, so I finally had, like, she was aware, she was conscious, and she kept asking what happened. I'm like, okay, here goes. So I had to tell her what happened. And I gently eased it into, you know, you were on bus Sunday morning. And I remember telling her what happened, and there was no reaction. Like, no negative or po- It was just like, oh, okay, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah, you, you were walking, you know, just had knocked the door. You are walking back to the bus. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, okay, nothing yet. No reaction, no negative reaction. And so then I asked her the question that I had been dying to ask. And that was Tristan. And it, her response wouldn't have dictated their church's response. Right. But I wanted to know where she was at on all this. And so I asked her, Tristan, do you think we should shut down our bus ministry? And... I, my, my heart was in my throat for her, right. not for the church. It wasn't like she said yes, we're just going to turn you know, turn the keys <laughs> in, right? right? But I remember she looked at me like I was literally nuts. She looked at me and just like, are you crazy? And said, <laughs> no, we'll never shut the buses down. And I remember just like, oh, oh thank God. Oh, thank oh. God. And then when yeah. she got released to rehab, she kept asking, when can I get back on the bus? When can I get back on the bus? And he said, well, Tristan, right now you're in a, a wheelchair. Right. Yeah. So when you get out of your wheelchair and you're using a walker, oh, that was, she could not wait. The first Sunday she was in her walker, she said, yes. I get to go on the bus, right? Well, the first time they stood her up. Yeah. The guy stood her up out of the wheelchair and was kind of like walking around the room. We got to see her walk for the first time in three months. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. She literally looks at me while she's walking. She goes, Dad, can I go on the bus Sunday? Yeah. I was like, yes, you can. Yeah. Like, what, uh, you, yes, I'll yeah. carry you on the bus. What yeah. do we have to do? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her walking up, and I remember like a lot of the workers who were there like just rushed her and were like, what do you need? Let me help you. Let me do this. Yeah. And she was just like... I got it. Like, you know, I mean, she was still like, yeah, like, yeah, she, knew, she knew she needed the help. Yeah, she was wobbly still. But I remember like her just being like, it's okay, I'm going to do it. And it was so like, like done. Like that was the final answer. Yeah. You know, and that's such a huge testimony, and, you know, for her burden, for her burden for Sunday school. Because you got and kids who... I stayed up two night late last night, and my tummy hurts today because I ate too much tacos, and I can't ride the bus today. You know, yeah. like, but yeah, someone who goes through a really horrific accident and they can't wait to get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has such a burden for those children, the ministry. I'm sure there's even people she wanted to go and make contact with again. You know, like yeah, who, she's actually so. talked to the girl that she jumped over that gate to go talk to. Like, she was the last one she talked to, and that girl was out watching. I don't know if she saw it happen or saw the aftermath, but she went back to that door and was talking to her, and it was a super cool connection. That girl has never been back, but uh, we're not going to give up on her. No. We know where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just that's just such a huge testament for her burden, your guys' burden that you guys have put into them. You know, because one thing that children is, you know, like – my kids, they go on outreach with us. You know, I'm hoping that they catch the burden for outreach. Man, doing when, Bible studies. When I'm alone and say one of them's not feeling good, like I can't just 
I wouldn't have anywhere to take them. So I'm like, okay, like maybe we can't go today. They are so upset at me. And I'm like, you guys aren't feeling good. (laughs) Like I can't take you out for hours walking around and you're over here coughing on everyone. And they're so Yeah, even last Sunday, Aiden wanted to spend the night with his Nana and Papa. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, like. You need to, one, you need to make sure that they get you to Sunday school. Like, that's your number one thing. And I'm sorry, like, you probably won't be able to ride the bus. He's like, then I'm going to go home because I want to ride the bus in the morning. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so, you know, just, and that is such a, it's a blessing to see that, you know, and to know that our kids are going to do the work of God, you know, and then to see Tristan, what she said, like, that is just it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, my, my dad's always been so clear to us that he doesn't care how we're involved in the work of God. Mm-hmm. As long as they do it. Yeah. And so he's, 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 my, my dad's a just, he's an incredible preacher, but he's always made it clear. And there's the little twerp right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> made it clear that you don't have to be a preacher to make me happy. Mm-hmm. I don't care. As long as you're involved in the work of God in whatever capacity that God wants you in, you don't have to do what I do. Right. And so I t- told my kids, in fact, I think I told them yesterday or two days ago, that I don't care if you're involved in Sunday school. I don't care if you're involved in master ministry. I don't care. Like, don't don't feel the pressure from me that that's the only thing in church that you have to be involved in. Um, but... I want you involved yeah, in involved. something yep. and super passionately and super uh, all in. Like give it everything you got. Yeah. Um, but if Sunday school is is your thing, great. I'm all about it. But if not, I'm just as excited. Yeah. And so I don't want them to ever feel that I'm going to be disappointed in them if they don't stay in bus ministry the whole life. I want them to. I think that'd be great. But if they're going to be the, a Bible study teacher or you know in the, involved in music, I don't care. I don't care. Just stay super passionately involved in soul winning some way. I don't yeah, care how yeah. you do it. That, then that I think the that last sentence you just say: stay passionate in soul winning. Because that's what the Great Commission is. Like we're not, you know, as far as you know, however we do it, through whatever ministry, as long as we win souls and we have an impact, like that is what it's just all about. So this this is a a random deal. We're driving back from church Sunday night, and I, I remember telling my kids, I said, uh, and I'm gonna avoid names, <clears throat> but that boy that came back recently, yeah, baptized, got the Holy Ghost. I said, I don't know if this is fair. I said, but I'm gonna claim him as a Holy Ghost kid, like like that's my kid in the gospel, yeah. right? Because you know I was there when we first brought him, and, and I said, and then he brought his friend, yeah, and he got the Holy Ghost. Yep. That's I cool. said, that's kind of like a Holy Ghost grandkid. Yes, it is. I said, I'm claiming <laughs> that thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Go, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Father Abraham strikes again. <laughs> no, but I, 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 like, that's what it's all about. Yes, Seeing it is. someone you brought brings other people is like, ah! Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, so You know what? And I you did, you put in the effort for that boy and his family. Well, there was a lot of people involved, but, yeah. but, uh, just to be a part of it is so exciting. Yeah. You know what? And that's what it's all about. Soul winning and seeing the fruits and seeing them bring other people. Um, seeing our kids do the work of God. You know, that's just what it's all about. So, yeah. you know what? We're right up on 55 minutes right now for this podcast. So, we, we go ahead and we'll wrap it up right now. Um, I want to say thank you guys for joining us today and doing this podcast with us. Um, you guys really are great. We love you guys. And what you guys do here at Lighthouse Church is absolutely incredible. And you guys... Well, you guys are 
deep in the weeds as we are. So, so I love it. It's it is. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. It's what it's all about. So well, how many times have you have you probably said the same thing? Like you go back east or somewhere and you're like, this is so beautiful back here. There's no traffic. Uh-huh. The weather's nice. There's no people. There's like it's, you can buy a house for a tenth of what we can buy it here. Like this is the best place ever. Why don't we move? No, just kidding. Yeah, right, because right. we no. know yeah. that the church is what it's all about. It is. And yes, it's fun to dream, whatever. But unless God moves, moves our, and I don't know. I don't know why. No, he needs the move connection to, make me to the move, church. Know. <laughs> you know, unless he tells me you need to go to this church and help this church in yeah. the way you're helping this one, then I'm I'm happy here, even if we're paying seven dollars a gallon for gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's stupid, but yeah. hey. This is what it's all about. And I'm sure you guys have felt the same way. Oh, yes. I would we rather... actually, we talked about that. We were visiting at a state, and I was like, it was so awesome. Like, Julian taught, and we had kids getting the Holy Ghost. And I was like, I want to go home. I know. And I'm like, I know that. And it wasn't in a negative way. It was literally like, I miss home. I miss my Sunday school classroom. And I think it was just, you hit it right on the head. Like, unless God said you guys go, like, yeah, it's just, it, it's not. Yeah. You know, and, and just to tap on that real quick, like, I have people at work, they're moving out of state, they're traveling, and they show it's possible to be a fireman and live out of state. You know, they're doing the work. But I'm like, you know what? I don't, because this is where my church is at. You know, so here at Lynn Lighthouse Church, it is the best. It, you know, I love it here. Can't imagine myself anywhere else. So absolutely. Again, guys, thank you so much, absolutely. Lincoln. Yeah. We're so happy. You were great. We were it's so good to have happy to have, have you all these these young kids on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Contributing heavily. Yes. So. Thank right. you, Jen, for thank letting you me here. God bless. Have a good day.